We are Anthony and Danielle. We own a pet food store in Columbus, Ohio called Fangs and Fur that is focused on educating pet owners on feeding food nature intended for our pets. You can find us on Instagram at Fangs and Fur Pets or Facebook at Fangs and Fur. If you want to send in a question for Anthony to answer at the end of each episode, message us through our website at fangsfur.com. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and leave a review. This is the Fangs and Fur Podcast. All right. So today I am I, I'm incredibly excited because uh, we have Julie Ann Lee from Adored Beast um, on our episode. She, we're going to do a three-part series with her on gut health, um, kind of why our dogs are and cats are struggling so much with, with gut health, why it's so important, why it's the foundation of health, and then kind of what we do to create this really healthy gut for um, our pets. So super thrilled. Cannot wait for this. Been waiting a long time for this. So, hi everybody, I'm Julianne Lee, and I'm on this amazing podcast to talk about gut health, but I'll just back up a little bit so that you guys know why um, I'm considered a gut health expert or whatever I know about poop and gut and things like <laughs> you that. You are though, that's very true, that's, that's who you are. Um, so, I am... I was raised on a rescue and very naturally and progressed into more of a conventional world and was in conventional veterinary medicine for quite a few years, but it um, never really fit for me. Def definitely didn't fit for my grandma and my mom, who I was living with at the time on their farm because they were fully natural and I was like butting heads with them all the time. And uh, I wound up having a dog that got cancer, my own personal dog, and he was four. And I um, was devastated. And in that moment, I said to my mom, I don't know what to do. And she said, yes, you do. Call Virginia. And Virginia was our herbalist slash naturopath for our family. So I called her and quite quickly, I got shifted back into um the more natural approach that I was raised. Uh, I'm very strong-willed, very, very, very strong-willed. Yeah. I'm part Yugoslavian, part Irish. So oh, uh, I, <laughs> I am. And my mom and my grandma would sit me down all the time and go, Julie, you know, that we know this is what you're supposed to be doing. Um, but ever since you've been doing this, all the animals on the farm are getting sick. And, you know, before we'd have 30-year-old cats that would get run over by a tractor because they were still mousing at you know, 20, 22, 25, like really wow. old cats yeah. and blind, deaf. Um, we had a German Shepherd sort of collie crosses and so fairly large breed, breed dogs and uh -huh. you know, none of them were spayed or neutered. So they have puppies and things like yeah. that. And they were living till they were 17 yeah. years old. So quite quickly, my mom and my grandma saw when I kept saying to them, oh, they have to be on dry food and you can't feed them all that stuff and stop feeding them raw meat and stop feeding them raw bones and then you're going to kill them and blah, blah, blah. So I would just be like, you know, they would, Julie, you know, ever since you've been doing this, things are getting sick, right? Like we're, we're noticing animals getting sicker and I wouldn't listen until my own dog got sick. And then I, I just completely backed away and wound up having you know herbology and homeopathy and everything with my dog and he still had to have surgery but before he went in for surgery he had a, a mass in his colon um, they were going to have to resect it and he had a very guarded prognosis 
and I couldn't get in for the surgery for about, oh my goodness, probably three weeks. And in that time we were doing SCX expositories and doing all kinds of stuff yeah. with him. And uh, when he went back in, he was supposed to be there for five days. And Dr. Smith called me and said, I had taken a hotel close by mm. to be with him. And he said, uh, I thought he died because mm. they called me so soon. He said, Julie, I don't know what you're doing, but keep doing it because it went from the size of a very large uh, walnut yeah. to the size of a very small grape, completely encapsulated, and we didn't have to resect anything. Oh, wow. So I just like just shifted gears in that moment, and I didn't think I wanted to do animals. So once anymore, I was really discouraged and stuff, and just by what I was seeing you know, and with autopsies and animals getting sick and really young and my connection with seeing animals being vaccinated and getting sick really after and then going on this sort of like merry-go-round and sure. I was always fighting with my colleagues or my bosses and whatever. So I um, I wound up going to, to Spain. I got sick myself. I was treated homeopathically in the hospital. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, and I, I just decided to follow that route when I got home and I moved from Toronto to uh, Vancouver because they had a four-year human homeopathic medicine program in Vancouver with like a horse trailer full of horses and dogs and cats. I, I looked like a caravan <laughs> moving <laughs> yeah. from Toronto, Toronto to BC. Uh-huh. And um, I spent four years at UBC, but then I was really lucky and i was accepted with the british homeopathic veterinary surgeon so i went to england for three years and did that okay opened up uh, a vet hospital holistic first licensed holistic veterinary hospital in canada yes. very cool and um and so when we circle back to gut health i saw a lot of very sick animals like we we're talking sick because i was the first licensed clinic holistic clinic so i saw a lot of like end stage stuff you know if you can't fix this with my dog, I have to put him to sleep. If you can't fix this with my cat, I have to put him dead what, to sleep. We can't afford any more money. Like the list just goes on and on and on. Right. So um, lots of end stage stuff. So the first thing I would do with them, I wasn't a really, really accomplished homeopath yet. So I had to research their cases quite deeply, right? So the first thing I would do was I would take their case and then I would send them home with a different diet. This is when we're talking like 1997, right? Yeah. Okay. So, and that diet was always a raw food diet. Sure. So, um, chances were often they would get a little bit of upset stomach, like soft stools or mm-hmm. things like that, not vomiting or anything crazy right. like that. Cause we would always cook it and transition them. And then I would work on their gut. Right. Because right. it'd be like, oh, OK, they've got soft stools, so I'm going to add this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And what I started noticing quite quickly is that when I worked on their gut and gave them fresh food, their symptomatology, whether it was skin disease, whether it was cancer, whether it was Cushing's, whatever, would start to improve and maintain its improvement. I so see. I thought there's got to be something to this 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 correlation yeah. of me treating their gut and them improving right and maintaining sure. improvement so in 98 i really really started delving into microbiology and trying to understand the gut 
And then in 2000 and um, I think it was 2005 or six, 2006, I think I, I wrote a call, a weekly column for the Vancouver sun. And I wrote about gut health and probiotics with dogs. Really? Okay. Yeah, I did. And I got fined by the vet association. <laughs> wow. I was fined and I had to retract all my statements from my column and say that there was no proof that probiotics or gut health wow. did anything for dogs. This was 1998? No, this was 2006. Oh, this, 2006 this was happening. How far we've come in such a short amount of time. Exactly. Like, yeah. So um, I have just been on this sort of mission of looking at the correlation of health and longevity in gut health for a very long time, since, like I said, since 97. Um, and, you know, it's good and bad, and we can get into this in different podcasts, you know, my opinion about gut health and where we are in it right now. But that has been my my background i do a lot of research with probiotics and gut health with species oriented probiotics and gut health so i think that the reason that i am where i am when it comes to that is because of i treated close to thirty-five thousand animals in my career before i sold my vet hospital so not only have i like from a science perspective really dug into it but I've seen thousands of animals empirically, like yeah. empirical proof with with um, the correlation between gut health and, and overall health and longevity and disease and chronic disease and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. So I sold my practice and I moved out here, out, out to um, Nova Scotia from BC. And uh, I, I founded a company called Adored Beast Apothecary. And our foundation is predominantly um, helping pet parents navigate. Uh, I don't like using the word proper or correct because there's nothing in the world that's proper and correct, yeah. but uh, helping them navigate true gut health, like what it really means, um, working with systems of the body with it, uh, rotation of, of free and probiotics, and the you know the first thing that we ever came out with was leaky gut and uh that was a protocol, protocol. yeah okay first thing and i have the best business partner dion albert in the world and he was everyone was like are you insane you're gonna come out with a thing called leaky gut no one even knows what leaky gut is <laughs> yeah. they do now I but back then until, they're yeah. like what is leaky gut? You're, that's going to be your first protocol. Your company's just yeah. going to like crush and burn because no one knows what yeah. it is. And, and it sounds like something that's really bad and you can't heal. Like that's, exactly. I remember hearing it and being like, oh, that sounds not good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But that's, it's, so I guess that can segue into, um, I think what, what we were going to talk about today, which is kind of like the physiology and stuff, aren't we? Wonderful. Yeah. And I, I just wanted to say like the thing, um, with your whole background and everything, what I appreciate about you, that one of the biggest things I appreciate, but appreciate about you, I'm going to lower that a little bit, is you do a lot of, um, to your point, you do a lot of education. Um, like you're constantly on, you know, the YouTube videos or the, the uh, videos on your website or just like the weekly um, videos that you guys do, just educating, trying to, trying to help owners understand gut health and be able to help their animals. Um, mm -hmm. And you do like these really long question and answers, which I'm sure you've answered these questions, you know, hundreds of times. But um, 
it's amazing that you do that. It's amazing work. And I mean, it's, I've, I've, we've had a lot of customers that tune in to those as well and it's really helped them. So I appreciate that. Well, thank you. But I think, you know what I think? I think we, we tend to, you know, when I talk about gut, like maybe in the next podcast, we can really get into it. But the more I learn about bacteria and the more I learn about microbiology and how it affects the entire world with everything, not just our gut, but our soils and our, and, and our forests and our plants and our food and everything. I realize that, that it's pretty simplistic, right? And it's basic. It's really basic. And the science behind it and the understanding behind it isn't basic. And it's something that I don't think in our lifetime we'll ever really figure out because sure. bacteria is much smarter than we are right. and they, it will shift and do whatever it feels it needs to do. And, um, but I think that, that we lose like sort of like the more people follow you or the more things that happen we lose touch of our basic connection right which is why i started this which is like helping animals and and i don't ever want to get to a place where where i'm not able to no matter what i'm doing not involved directly right and 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 really bringing it down to that foundational piece of of understanding not just gut health but just health in general right like just overall health in general yeah but if you don't have your foundational your foundation then you're not going to have overall health but it's all like this incredibly beautiful web so your gut is your foundation of a lot of different things and i'll go into that next yeah but but it synergistically works with everything else so we can't lose sight and just go it's just the gut right the gut is the foundation but what comes from it and what feeds into it and how it moves through the world and through our bodies and through our dogs batteries and cats and horses and whatever um is is quite magical and really not something that for me becomes famous or 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 untouchable or or not um not relatable yeah you know right or, or disconnected sure. like i'm the specialist i'm here i'm over here and all the lay people and pet parents and stuff are like <laughs> over here yeah it's like that will never happen right. for me i will always be somehow some way shape or form directly connected with with people on their well, pets. Well, I think you do a great job because I feel like I know you. I feel like I know Steph and I've never really, I mean, we talked earlier, I met you briefly, but like it's, you do a very good job of that because I, I feel like it's, I feel like it's very personal with, with your, um, with the people that are tuning in, the people that are following you. So um, yeah, you guys do an amazing job. So For over 30 years, Northwest Naturals has been manufacturing the highest quality raw frozen pet foods in Portland, Oregon. In order to give your pets the very best, you need to feed them a complete and balanced diet like Northwest Naturals. Northwest Naturals comes in convenient packaging, easy to open, easy to store, and easy to thaw and serve to your pets. Find out more in our podcast show notes. This is Dr. Jim Carlson. We look forward to seeing you at Lifetime Pet Wellness Center. We have a friendly, professional team and offer conventional medicine, dentistry, and surgery, as well as integrative options such as acupuncture, chiropractics, nutritional medicine, Chinese herbal medicine, homeopathy, and more. 
We emphasize fresh foods because you wouldn't want to eat processed food every day, right? Visit us at LifetimePetWellness.com, Instagram, or Facebook, or give us a call at 614-888-2100. But I agree. So I, I um, you know, a lot of the the issues we see with people coming in the shop, I mean, to me, it's it's always, it's the same thing. It's always the same thing. It's like, all right, well, it sounds like we need to work on the diet and, and just trying to help them understand that the gut is kind of the foundation. It might not heal everything that they're looking to heal right now, but I think at least it gives us that foundation to start building and start healing. Um, so I guess this, our first, so we're doing a series of of three, I believe. Um, and today we're kind of, we wanted to talk about like, well, we wanted to help have you help us understand like what, what gut, what gut health is, um, and why it's so, like why it's so important to our pets. Okay. Yeah. So it's important to our pets. It's important to um, people. It's important to, like I said, everything. Right. right. So uh, I think that that one thing that I always did at my practice and I mean, I'm a human homeopathic practitioner as well. Mm-hmm. I don't treat people and I don't really work with people, but I feel like the the human animal bond is is something that is so uh, exponentially important that that in with everything health and our understanding of people and our and our ability to forgive and unconditionally love and all of that stuff so um the gut is is so the gut does a lot of things so we we hear a lot about the gut in the immune system right so mm-hmm. we you know we understand now that the gut has anywhere between 75 to 95 percent of of the relationship with our immune system to keep to keep us healthy to keep our animals healthy but it's so much more than that so when when the gut the what the gut actually does and this is i'm gonna i like to break it down not too complicated but if you think of a conductor right you think of a symphony and that somebody has to be orchestrating what everybody's doing right at at one time so the the gut is sort of like your conductor of everything that's happening in your body okay yeah yeah no i get that yeah okay so so what happens is that the bacteria in the gut is um with its like the the bacteria in its food which is what we'll, we'll use the word prebiotic in its food and its ability to communicate helps to um it, it it literally is in charge of our hormones right so it it mm-hmm. regulates hormones it, we have the gut brain access sure. so the gut basically tells the brain what to do and how to function yeah. and how to be healthy it creates short chain fatty acids it's in charge of nutrition it's in charge of basically everything people think of our liver and our kidneys as our our organs that that detoxify actually it's our skin first and then our gut okay so our gut has to be healthy in order or else it plays havoc with everything else in our body yeah. The rest of our body cannot be healthy if our gut's not healthy. Right. It's it, it really is that simple. 
Yeah, and it's it's crazy. So it's it's I say this all the time in the shop, and I never thought in my adult life I'd say it so much. But like you you are what you eat, and like it plays such an important part um, of your health. You know. Yeah, it does. But the interesting part of that, which is what I found out through my practice, because you know I was I was honing in and being very specific about diets. I mean, we would get we would get animals in that were so sick that. I would put them on a diet and then that protein wouldn't work. I would actually start looking at their heritage, right? Like, like where, what would a husky, I'm just going to use this. What would a husky be eating 200 years ago? Right. Let's, let's actually bring in their, their historical ancestral diets now. And even doing that, they, they would get better, but they wouldn't maintain their health. So what happens is if your gut isn't healthy what that means is that initially what starts to happen is the diversity of the bacteria that's in the gut becomes altered now that alteredness can come from many different things it can come from a big one in veterinary medicine is antibiotics because the majority of dogs and cats more so dogs um are put on antibiotics before they're six months of age. Right. So that's that's where it starts, right? It can start, I shouldn't say that is where it starts, but that can start from a perspective of what we're giving them. Then we're giving them processed food that has no real nutrient value and is really, really hard for the body to break down and doesn't allow the types of fibers and nutrients and bacteria to be in there to thrive. Right. And then a big one is now in this day, or even like 25 years ago or 30 years ago, your our animals are born with a really unhealthy gut. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't even matter if you've over-vaccinated them, fed them processed food, given them a ton of antibiotics. Like they, They're already coming into the world with mm-hmm. an unhealthy gut because they're... Oh no, why that's happening? Um... Uh, sorry, the the mother's gut, the mother's gut's not healthy or the grandmother's gut's not healthy, then those puppies or children or kittens or foals will come to this world with native bacteria that's not very healthy. Sure. So um, when that happens, you're already set off to be, you know, uh, predisposed to to immune system diseases and autoimmune diseases and things like that. So when you think of the gut, you think of them as layers. So what I was going to say is sometimes you can be on the most healthy food known to man and you're still getting sick because your gut has been traumatized and doesn't have that diverse bacteria that then takes that food, breaks it down and creates that's nutrient dense value and feeds it into your body. Got it. So, I say this, um, I have a lot of people that say we want to wait until our puppy is, is a year old or even, you know, maybe a year and a half old to start on a fresh food diet. And this goes against like me just, not, I guess I'm just not a, a good business owner, but I'm always like, I would rather you feed your puppy raw food or at least like a gently cooked diet now. And then maybe later on we can figure something else out. But like as now is such an important time as they're developing and for their guts. And like you were talking about the research showing that 
um, if their parents are on a, you know a fresh food diet and how that translates to the to the litter of puppies that they'll have both the mom and the or the, not or not yes exactly um, so it's just it's it's funny you mentioned that because I, I we were just having this conversation with the customer yesterday in the, in the shop but yeah well it's the so how do you fix that right like how do you what is what does that actually mean so when we think of the of the gut, the gut has some a, a lining called the mucosal lining or the interstitial lining of the gut. Mm-hmm. And when an animal is either given like a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory or they're under a lot of stress or they're not fed a really good diet or they're given too many antibiotics or, you know, the list goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on fed water that has really high in fluoride. Mm-hmm. Like they're, you know, they're eating food with glyphosates in it. Like I could sit here a whole podcast and tell sure. you, all the things that our guts have to navigate, yeah. right? It is oh, yeah. horrendous. Like right. how anyone has a healthy gut, which I don't think very many people or animals do, um, is beyond comprehension how we've even been able to evolve in the last 50 years, yeah. considering what we're what we're ingesting, breathing, sure. putting on your skin, the, the list goes on and on. It's impossible so, to get away from, yeah. It, 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 it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. So when the lining of the gut, so the gut has something called um, mucosal junctions. So if you think of the gut looking like a tea strainer or looking like um, a cheesecloth, cheese you know, something like that, the the it should be very tight. The mucosal junctions should be super tight. Mm-hmm. And, but small enough that once the food digested, those micronutrients go into the bloodstream and feed the body. But when they're traumatized, AKA leaky gut, yes, um, the gut lining becomes stretched because it becomes inflamed and then it becomes stiffened and then it pulls, right? Because it doesn't have that pliability. Sure. It pulls and then the junctions become um, uh, stretched and open. Right. So then what's happening is all of the the chemicals that they're smelling, licking off their feet, ingesting, instead of it being in the gut contained and then go out through the, you know, through the feces, right. it goes into the bloodstream and then chemicals go into the bloodstream. But what goes into the bloodstream that should not be going in, none of this should be going into the bloodstream, but right. what really shouldn't be going into the bloodstream are are nutrients undigested so the molecular structure of the food is way too big it seeps into the bloodstream and then the body goes whoa what the heck is going on here that's an enemy right so if it could be chicken protein buffalo protein kale it doesn't matter pollen flea saliva it, it doesn't matter. It becomes reactive. The right. body starts to react to this because mm-hmm. it knows it shouldn't be in there. Right. Right. It's only doing its job. So the first thing that happens is, believe it or not, you're spending all of this money on food and you're doing your best that you can. And the body's not even getting the nutrients that it needs because it's not able to digest the food. So they, it, we actually, and our animals actually become malnutritioned, even with amazing food. I see. So that's the first see. thing that happens. Yeah. 
Is this why, do you think this is why there's, I, I almost all my customers always come back. They show me the list of, of they do a, like an allergy test and literally they're allergic to the world. That is why. That's, That's why. one of the big, big one of the reasons. reasons why. It's because they just have a form or a, some degree of leaky gut where they're just reacting to everything. Everything. Yeah. Yep. Every single solitary thing. Yep. Environmental, protein, food, doesn't really matter. You know, it just like it's just like this 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 barrage of how can this possibly be? You know, how can this how can this actually be happening? Yeah. So a big part of that is that the that the body isn't able to contain its food and the chemicals that it's coming in contact with where it's supposed to be in in the gut. Right. So the number one thing we need to do is we need to make sure that the permeability of the gut is is integral, that the 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 junctions, the inflammation becomes um healthy again that the the gut the lining of the gut you can feed as many probiotics and do as many fecal transplants till the cows come home mm -hmm. if you're not paying attention to trying to um uh fix or 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 heal right maintain the integrity of the gut lining you're kind of two steps forward, one step back, two right. steps forward, one step back, right? Like you're, right. you never get on that, that constant move ahead healing process. So um, I think that it is, it's, it's vital. It's vital to be sure that you're doing it in, um, in a process where everything from a higher level is looked at. And that's why we, I did the protocol because at my hospital, I would just do that, right? Yeah. I would just be navigating, okay, we're going to do this. Now we're going to do this. Now we're going to do this. Now we're going to do this. And like from a, from a perspective of the leaky gut protocol, how I got the best results at my hospital was that I, I just kind of thought I'm a, I'm a big person that looks at, I'm a very solution based person because we're not going to go from gut trauma, unhealthy gut to overnight giving one or two things Oh, my gut's healed. And that's what, what that's what everyone it, wants. They want that overnight. That's not exactly. Know, know, it's not yeah. going to happen. No. What isn't going to happen? Like I I am such a I'm such a wuss when it comes to the the quality of life, right? Like I'm a big quality of life person. Yeah. And one of the reasons that I started working on on gut health so much and really wanted to bring it to the world was I was in the States at a vet conference and um, there was a veterinarian there from, I think it was the SBCA, but I, I don't know, but a big, big rescue foundation. And she was saying the number one reason for elected euthanasia was skin disease. I, so, I think I watched a video of you recently saying that and I was, I could not believe it. Yeah. It's not like allergies and skin disease. I mean, I see it all the time, but I just didn't know it was to that extent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not the number one reason for death, but that's cancer. Right. Right. Yeah. But the one for elected euthanasia where people just can't handle it anymore, can't, can't watch it. their animals suffer, can't afford to do it. Right. And, and the big reason why is that they then give them up. They can't afford it. So they give them to the SBCA, right? Yeah. Like they surrender them because they just yeah. can't. They can't maintain it. They can't, like I said, they can't afford it. They can't handle it. Someone in the house can't stand how much they stink. 
they can't stand whatever like the list goes on and on Abaco and on gets too expensive and everything yeah. like everything like yeah. it's a big 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 problem right. we are so proud of our sponsor today our friends at steve's real food who help make the fangs and fur podcast come true Steve's makes real food from locally sourced ingredients that enable you to give your dog or cat nutritional meals every single day with no fillers, no preservatives. Anthony, what do you like best about Steve's? I like a lot of things about Steve's, but one is their long history. They've been doing it longer than most. The second thing is they use whole food and only whole food ingredients. They don't use synthetics. It's just real simple whole food. What do you mean simple? Well, when people look on the back of a bag of kibble, they see a long list of ingredients that most people don't even know what they are. You'd almost have to be a chemist to know. When they come into Fangs and Fur, I'll pull out a box of Steve's Real Food and I'll show them what's in their food. And what you see is beef, beef heart, beef liver, beef kidney, raw goods, smoke, broccoli, and a bunch of other whole food, real food. And Mozzie likes it too, so of course I'm a big fan. I know Anthony and I love their mission statement to produce food that is good for your pet and the land that they walk on. So come into our shop, Fangs and Fur, to learn more about Steve's from Anthony or visit stevesrealfood.com. Girls Gone Raw is an Ohio business started by a girl with an uncontrollable passion for pets and all things natural. By combining this passion with extensive research, they begin making all-natural, carnivore-focused treats and chews that both pets and their owners will go nuts for. Check them out at girlsgonerawpet.com. When I was think, when I, I was still practicing at that time, it's like, okay, well, if this is happening, it's like, I I went and I trained with a gut specialist, a naturopathic doctor, human doctor. Yeah. And that's how I learned about leaky gut. Was it had nothing to do with with vet medicine. No one even had even heard of it when it came to animals. Even I was doing I was working with leaky gut 20 years ago, right? Yeah. And people didn't have a clue what it was. And in fact, I didn't call it leaky gut. I called it gut trauma because people got too weirded out when it was called leaky gut. Leaky so gut. um so anyway, so when you think about it, what do you want to do? We want to heal the gut lining. But until that lining is healed, I can't stand watching them suffer. It just yeah. drives me nuts, right? Anything. Right. So so it's like, okay, well, what do we do? So the first thing we can do is we need to be able to get the food to be broken down into the smallest, most invasive, in an, in invasive nutrient-dense way. So that until the gut can can seal or 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 maintain its integrity, what is slipping through the gut isn't as like massive and the molecules aren't as big and it's not as reactive and just to try to get that sort of digestive process. So I started putting animals on digestive enzymes at the same time as I was trying to give them slippery elm and marshmallow root and nag and like and acetylglucosamine and all of the things that help that I knew help to um, decrease inflammation, increase the 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 sort of slipperiness, bring bring back that that mobility, right? And so I started to give digestive enzymes, like really a lot of digestive enzymes and then pro and prebiotics. And then I created a homeopathic remedy because before I understood what leaky gut was, I was treating inflammatory bowel disease like crazy. Every second animal, every second dog had IBD yeah. and cat had IBD. So when you would look at ultrasounds, we had an actual radiologist that came in three times a week to our clinic and I was always fascinated and I would always be with my clients when they would have their ultrasound done. And, um, and 
when you look at the thickening of the gut, that was how they would determine, yes, you know, they've got inflammatory bowel disease, the thickening of the gut. Uh And the more I got into gut health, it's like, okay, that there's thickening there, but why is there thickening there? Yes, it's inflammation, but the more and more and more I got into it, it's like, that's scarring, right? So a lot of it was scarring. So even when it healed, there was scar tissue there, which then decreases the ability for that animal to absorb its food, right? right? So it's just this really like vicious circle or merry-go-round. So I started to give them homeopathic remedies that help to decrease with scarring. So the idea around, you know, working with leaky gut or, or, or trying to get the foundational wall of your house. Like if you think of the body looking like a house and the foundation being the gut, you got to get that structural foundation solid because you can fix the upstairs of, you know, you can put drywall on every five seconds, but if the the foundation keeps shifting, your house is eventually going to fall right. down or it's going right. to keep cracking. Right. Right. So, I really started paying attention to how to do that. So then I I started giving them homeopathic remedies that decreased scarring, but increased epithelial tissue and and the healing process of cells. So that, you know, the idea is they would start to heal and the scar tissue would be breaking down so that when the junctions became tighter, there was less susceptibility of having scarring. Okay. So it's a, it's a very high level approach how I yeah. look at things, but to to understand it from a very from a very um, simplified approach, the lining of the gut has to be healthy, right. and then the diversity and the and the the amounts of different bacteria and prebiotics that go into the gut mm-hmm. need to be as diverse as possible. Yeah, you need to have as many different strains, as many different, you know, um, uh, species as you can, as you can find and yeah. rotate. Well, that's why, uh, you guys are actually our only line of pro pre and probiotics we carry for that. I mean, it's just the diversity and, and we can talk, I don't want to get too far ahead because, um, we're going to leave our, about that in a different we're, <laughs> we're going to leave our <laughs> listeners on a huge uh, cliffhanger here because, I think next week we're talking about, you know, how do we create this, this healthy gut, which I'm really excited about. Um, and I'm excited cause I, I use the, I, well, I use these pre and probiotics, uh, for all my dogs, um, pretty routinely. And I, and I rotate through all of them. Um, and it all started with my own dog, Mozzie, when we moved back here to Columbus. And I think there was a lot of, um, reasons why he was having some gut issues and, and then that turned into skin issues and so forth. And, but um, we did that. We put him on the leaky gut protocol and it healed him. And it, it was so bad. I didn't think he would ever, I was like, I don't, I've never seen anything like this. And um, so I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. But It is exciting. Yeah. You would think that talking about bacteria and guts and poop and things like that would be so exciting. <laughs> it's well, really exciting. It is. I mean, <laughs> we talk about it all the time in the shop and, um, you know, a lot of people are, a lot of people are afraid of bacteria. Um, oh, that's going to be another whole topic. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people are scared of bacteria, but they're, most of them are our friends and, um, and can be really utilized, you know, truthfully, you know. all of them are our friends. All of them are our friends. Even, even, yeah. even the pathogenic ones are our friends. 
Yeah. And we'll get into why. Awesome. You know, and, and sort of that that concept of eradicating eradicating something that we in science believe should be eradicated. You know, not to say that that you don't you don't want a big party of them. Right. But you also don't want to eradicate them completely. And, and we'll, and that, that, that I think is probably one of our biggest downfalls of our overall health and wellness is that we kind of look at it, we compartmentalize it and we are like, okay, this is bad. This is good. This is bad. This is good. It's like, we have no idea. We have, we no, have idea. no idea. We are yeah. so, we are such babies in this world of, yeah. of gut health and microbiology and bacteria in general that that we have no idea and the more we think we know and the more we try to jam them into what our science tells us that we're supposed to do instead of looking at it as a whole the more we're getting into trouble right the more we're it's like okay yeah no that's probably not a good idea you know like when we were giving antibiotics like candy yes Oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's not like, whoa, okay. Yeah. Now we have antibiotic resistant bacteria like crazy. We have no antibiotics that are helping us. And if we, if yeast infections, everything, we think we know, we really don't know. We need to stand back a bit and, and watch like, how's nature doing this? How does nature deal with bacteria? How does nature you know, how does our gut naturally deal with things? And yeah. it's not by eradicating anything, right? It's by maintaining its homeostasis. Okay. But we'll, we'll, we'll really we'll get into I wrote that. it down. I wrote pathogenic bacteria are, are our friends. So we don't forget to talk about it. <laughs> okay. I mean, in, in small amounts, they're, yeah. like, they're, like the, they're like the friends that yeah. like you want them to, you want a couple of them, but you don't want to have your whole posse. It's all about the right balance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Your dog or cat is a member of your family. You want the very best for each and every member of your family. And that extends right down to the food that they eat. For over 30 years, Northwest Naturals has been manufacturing the highest quality raw frozen pet foods in Portland, Oregon. For you, the pet owner, Northwest Naturals comes in convenient packaging, easy to open, easy to store, and easy to thaw and serve to your pets. Quality ingredients, food safety, and the highest standards for manufacturing practices are what make Northwest Naturals the best complete and balanced raw food for your pet. Find out more in our podcast show notes. This is Dr. Jim Carlson. We look forward to seeing you at Lifetime Pet Wellness Center. We have a friendly professional team and offer conventional medicine, dentistry, and surgery as well as integrative options such as acupuncture, chiropractics, nutritional medicine, Chinese herbal medicine, homeopathy, and more. We emphasize fresh foods because you wouldn't want to eat processed food every day, right? Visit us at LifetimePetWellness.com, Instagram, or Facebook, or give us a call at 614-888-2100. Well, this is awesome. I I can't wait for next week. I can't wait to do our next episode, but um, this is kind of a not a doom and gloom one, but it's just kind of like, Hey, this is, these are, you know, the, the gut health is, is obviously very, very important. Um, and you know, leaky gut and, you know, the gut dysbiosis and IBD, these are all real, very real things. But, um, as we'll find out next week, there's, there's things that we can do to both prevent and 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 heal it. It shouldn't be doom and gloom because I have to honestly tell you thousands and thousands of animals that I treated and worked with at my hospital and the thousands of animals that you know I've worked with just 
even vicariously through my podcast, through information, what we get back, there is, it is far from doom and gloom. It is so workable. It's so workable. And what's so cool about it, it's not like, it's not like, you know, we've, don't even get me going about diabetes and things like that. But, but, but my point is, it's like, okay, you got diagnosed with diabetes and now you have to be on insulin. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, to me, that's, that's a bit more doom and gloomy because you're like, okay, I'm dependent on this for the rest of my life. When, you know, and I know lots of people with diabetes that and animals with diabetes that have a long, full, amazing life. Like, don't get me wrong that way. But the thing about gut health and allergies and autoimmune disease and chronic disease is that it is phenomenal how given the tools, every single body knows what to do to bring itself back to health. Yeah. And, and your gut by really focusing on your gut, it's kind of like, it's the thing that orchestrates, doesn't matter what's going on. It orchestrates the body and what helps the body understand what it needs to do. So it's, it's, it's very exciting. Your body wants to heal. Your body wants to do better. Yeah. And that's, what's so cool about treating animals and working with animals is because they don't have that, you know, I've never met it. I have a huge rescue farm here and, um, everything that comes here or is either being shipped on a meat truck because they've done everything that they can and it's going to be euthanized or sent for meat or it's going to be put to sleep at at the clinic because it's got such bad, like every animal on this farm is sort of end stage. So, but I haven't met an animal yet that doesn't want to heal or doesn't have that energetic value where it, you can tell it wants to heal. There is no, there is no thought process. Oh, this isn't going to work. Or this is, this is ridiculous. And you know, this is just, you know, you know, witchcraft and you know, like it, it, or if this isn't science based enough for me, it's just like, give me what I need. I just want to be here. I love life and life is amazing, you know? And then you can see profound shifts in animals. Yeah. so much more because they don't have that negative thought process like people do. Yeah, that's a great that's a great point. We kind of have that that in our heads. Um and if you read like if people read the comments like I always like to read the comments on your videos cuz people are always like, "Oh, there's Jane." Um uh there's always um people are not with any questions just saying, "Oh my gosh, thank you so much." Like, you know, my my you've changed my dog's life, you know. And so it's just really it's fascinating. It that, is yeah. fascinating. And then it, it, I just, one last thing for anybody that, that, um, you know, even for our health, right? Like I can't even tell you the amount of people would come into my clinic and, you know, they thought it flew in on the broom like that many years ago, telling people to go on raw food diets and yeah. whatever. And, um, where they would be, not even open to doing that with themselves or their families, oh, yeah. but they're, they're so, so desperate to, to, to heal their pets, their, their beloved animals. And then all of a sudden you, they see their animals healing and they say, you know, wow, I've got hypothyroidism or my yeah. child has chronic allergies or my husband has IBD or my, whatever, my grandmother has this. Do you think this would work? And I would have 
a stack of cards in a in a really strong support group for those people right. to then go to health professionals in you know as in BC it's very 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 holistically oriented Vancouver yeah. and you know I always would say like so I I I couldn't even tell you how many animals brought families to me mm-hmm. that then the families healed. Yeah. Like animals are, are, are truly our guide. So, yeah. you know, anybody watching this is it, there is no separation between, between what I'm teaching people about their animals uh-huh. to not do with themselves. Yeah. You know, I, I do know I've, I've, we have, tons of customers that are have changed their lives because only because they saw what happens when they change um what they feed their animals they're like wow like this this can happen if we just change our diet i'm like yes yeah like change your diet and adding you know um some healthy uh beneficial bugs into their food and and you know it's crazy to see we see it all the time you know um yeah it's fascinating it is fascinating. And I think the love that we have for our animals and the unconditional love that we get back, I do believe that animals sort of set us on a path, you know, our, oh, our special animals. And, you know, yeah. Moz, my, sure. my, my, Mozzie, my Australian shepherd at home, he's 12. He definitely set me in on this path. You know, um, he had all kind of gut issues when he was a puppy. We just said when we were living in Seattle and he was, you know, they tried the prescription diet and all the pills and um, nothing was working and it was getting progressively worse. And um, you didn't ask for this story, but I, <laughs> we, we immediately, um, I remember this girl that worked at Mud Bay in Seattle and she was like, have you ever like tried raw food? And I was like, no, I've never tried it. And she's like, well, I was like, I don't really understand like why that would be a solution. She's like, well, you know, if you had a snake, what would you feed it? You know? And I'm like, okay. She's like, even like humans, like we're supposed to eat like real food. Anyways, so he got on raw food and he, he, um, I mean, with it was in days, like completely turnaround. And so to your point, he set me on this whole, this whole path. And now I got three dogs, including this maniac right here. But yeah, yeah. So, um, anyways, I'm, I can't wait for next week. I'm excited. Thank you so much for, for talking to us today. And, um, yeah, next week should be fun. So how next week's going to be all about, um, kind of what we do, how do we create this healthy gut? So yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for everything that you do, because if it wasn't for you guys, you know, I wouldn't be able to try and like spread the word. And we just, we work together. It's like, Oh yeah. You know, it's like, we're just, we're, we're all, we're all supportive of, of the bigger picture. Right. It's an um, awesome community. Yeah, it's, I, I couldn't be more happy with, with where we are, with where I am in life and the community that I'm a part of. So, yeah, thank thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we'll see you next Talk week. Bye, Julie. Bye. So if you have a question that you want us to answer on our next podcast, you can find us a few different ways. You can send an email to danielle at fangsfur.com. You can find us on our website, fangsfur.com, or you can direct message us on Instagram at fangsandfurpets. The views and opinions on this podcast should not be used as an alternative to veterinary advice. We always encourage you to seek the professional advice of your vet. Before starting a raw diet, we encourage you to ask lots of questions, do your research, and speak with a qualified vet and or canine feline nutritionist.